Hello. Today on the podcast, we're talking about habits with none other than yours truly. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Kyle Ishman. I am a certified life and health coach that specializes in helping people overcome their self-diagnosed phone addictions. These solo episodes will outline steps to take to change habits. Today, I'm going to walk you through my story detailing my previously terrible phone habits and a tool called costing that helped me realize how much of my life I was giving to my phone. Part one, a borderline addict. What is addiction? Addiction is defined as a chronic relapsing disorder characterized by compulsive drug seeking, continued use despite harmful consequences and long lasting changes in the brain. Let's break that down and see if I was truly addicted to my phone. Chronic, let's break that down. How long was I a user? Well, to tell you the truth, I still am, but it's a lot better than it was. When I first got an iPod, I think I was 11 or 12 years old, and I spent a lot of time on it. I understand now why my parents were not so thrilled with the idea of me having an iPod at that age. I didn't spend that much time on it. But over the years, the iPod turned into a phone with a touchscreen, and I was spending 10 plus hours per day on the phone. Relapsing. Did I try to quit multiple times? Not really. But the one time I did try and succeed, I noticed it was really, really hard. My brain was seeking dopamine, oxytocin, and serotonin. Those were the compulsive drugs part of that addiction definition. Dopamine, oxytocin, and serotonin are the happy chemicals in your brain. Harmful consequences. The last part of the definition, harmful consequences. I lost social skills, my physical health declined, my mental health declined, I was anxious and getting depressed. If I would have continued on the path that I was on, of the 10 plus hours per day, for a few more years, I think those changes in my brain would have cemented themselves and I would have a lot harder time changing. Was I an addict? It's hard to say. But much like a person who smokes, my attitude when I couldn't have my drug of choice was very negative. I was anxious and irritable and just unpleasant to be around. Part 2. Costing One of the first tools I use with my clients when they want to change their habits is called costing. Looking back at my own life and asking, what is this phone habit costing you, is a really good way to demonstrate the tool. Before we get started on costing, I invite you to grab a notebook and pick a habit you might want to change. If you can't think of anything, use your phone habit. I know you all have one and I'll give you some questions to answer. There are four main categories I like to focus on when we talk costing. Time, energy, money, and relationships. You can think of time, energy, and money as the currency of life. And relationships and memories are what we buy with that currency. So, question one. Go ahead and write this one down. How much time is your phone habit costing you? For the average American, it's 3 hours and 15 minutes per day. That's almost 23 hours a week. That's like a part-time job. Or, another way we, we could look at it, is that is almost one day per week. Extrapolating that out for a year, the average person spends 49 days per year mindlessly scrolling on their phones. What could you do with 49 days every single year? For me in the past, I would easily reach 10 hours per day of mindless scrolling or YouTube watching. I was wasting almost half my hours every single day. Seven days a week, 365 days a year, 
extrapolate that one out, over two years I wasted one of those full years on YouTube and Reddit. And we're just getting started on the things that my phone was costing me. Question two, go ahead and write this one down. How much energy is your habit costing you? On its most basic level, everything you do costs or gives energy. You have to refill your energy daily by sleeping, eating foods that give you energy, and exercising. Here's how my phone use affected my energy levels. I used my phone before bed to help me relax. Watching a video would generally keep me awake longer than I wanted to be. More time awake equals less time sleeping, which means less energy. A side effect of the time problem we discussed earlier was, I didn't have time to cook and make healthy meals, so I ate out a lot. It's no secret that McDonald's multiple times per day is not good for your body and doesn't give you that good energy that comes from eating healthy. So how much energy was my phone costing me? This one's a bit harder to calculate. The way I look at this one is as follows. If you look at 100% as your most energetic day you've ever had in your adult life, I was probably between 40 to 60% on a daily basis. Now after changing my phone habits, I'm more like 85 to 90% daily. Another part of energy is mental energy. With your current habit, do you have the mental energy to do hard things? To learn new skills? To better yourself? To put up with coworkers you disagree with? To get off the couch and exercise? Mental energy is even harder to measure, so you'll have to do your best to create a measuring system for yourself. I know for me, when I changed that habit, I had more mental energy. Question three, go ahead and write this one down. How much money is your phone habit costing you? Do you have to have the latest and greatest phone? Do you really need those Candy Crush lives? What mobile games do you spend money on? How many subscription services do you have downloaded on your phone? How much do those cost every month? Do you use your phone at work, making you less productive and less likely to get that promotion? For me, the only money I spent on my phone was $15 a month for YouTube Premium. I have seen people, however, that spend hundreds of dollars each month on mobile games. Think for a minute, what else could that money do for you? Could it pay off that car you've been meaning to pay off? What about the credit card bill? Question four. Go ahead and write this one down as well. How are your relationships affected by your phone use or other habits? This is probably the biggest part of this exercise. You have so many relationships in your life. Relationships with yourself, your own mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. The relationships you have with your spouse, your family, and friends. Your employers, your pets, your relationship to the three things we've already talked about, time, money, and energy. At the height of my phone use, my relationships with everyone and everything around me suffered greatly. I stopped communicating with loved ones that could help me. I avoided family gatherings. I stopped caring about my physical and mental well-being. My relationship with the internet was very unhealthy. I relied on it for everything. My relationship with money became more careless. So I ask again, how is your phone use affecting your relationships? Question five, go ahead and write this one down. What memories are you missing out on because you're not spending time, energy, and money more wisely? There's a few different categories here. We'll start with kids. Kids are only young once. You only get to raise them once. So are you too busy on your phone that you miss when your kid scores a goal, hits a double in baseball, or sings a solo in the choir? Are you involved in their lives? Do you give them support when they need it at those critical times? What about your spouse? When was the last time you had a real conversation? The last time you went on a date? 
the last time you made a memory together. What about travel? Where do you want to go? What do you want to see? Where did you go last? Did you just take pictures? Have you looked at those pictures since that vacation? Did you remember to live in the moment? What about friendships? Do you have any real-life friends? When was the last time you went to lunch with one of those friends, or went on a trip and had some fun and made some lasting memories? These are all categories of things that you might be missing out on because you're spending your time, energy, and money on your phone rather than your relationships. Part three, what do you want? Now that you've answered these five questions, what part of these costs sticks out to you the most? Is it the time you've wasted, the money you've spent? Is it the relationships you're letting deteriorate, or is it something completely different that I didn't even mention? For me, the biggest thing my phone was costing me was my time. Time is a very valuable resource. I realized that if I use my time more wisely, I could be a happier person, in turn affecting all the relationships in my life in a positive way. So I asked a question. What do I want my phone to do for me? I'm not going to get rid of my phone, but I know I need to spend less time on it. What do I need it to do for me, and why do I need that? If you're following along, here's how you can make your own list. Make two columns. Label the one on the left, I want, and the one on the right, because. I'll demonstrate how the exercise works. I want maps on my phone because I don't like being lost. I want calls and texts on my phone for ease of communication. I want an alarm clock on my phone so that when I'm traveling I don't have to bring one or remember to set one in the hotel. I want a calculator on my phone because it's really, really, really handy when you need it. I want the ability to stream music, sometimes for entertaining, sometimes for relaxing, and sometimes for just background noise. And I really want the ability that when I'm in a pinch that I can look something up just in case I do get lost and need some help. After you've figured out what you want, move down the page, leaving space for more wants, and make a new column title. You're going to call this one Don't Wants. Now for me, this Don't Want list looked like this. I don't want social media because it steals my time and leaves me feeling empty. I don't want banking apps on my phone. One, because I don't need them there all the time. Two, because it reminds me that my worth could be tied to money, which it's not. I don't want calendars and email on my phone. This one's another big attention stealer for me personally. I can look at that stuff on my laptop, and I don't need it on my phone. I don't want useless notifications from apps I don't use. This one's pretty self-explanatory. When you open up your screen and look at that, you can't focus on anything because it's so cluttered. I don't want clutter on my phone. After doing this exercise, I realized that I wanted my phone to be used for communication and almost nothing more. What did you realize? It's really quite crazy how far we've come in such a short amount of time. I remember growing up and seeing my parents have cell phones that could only call, and in less than 20 years, the devices have gotten smaller adding texting, cameras, video calls, social media apps, and done more to enhance or inhibit, depending on how you look at it, our lives than arguably anything else in human history. So what's on your list? What do you want your phone to do for you? We'll explore this idea more in the next solo podcast, which will be out in a few weeks. Thanks to the sponsor of this podcast, Level 10 Life Coach. 
To learn more about their 15-day digital detox, visit level10lifecoach.com slash detox. The biggest thanks goes out to you, our listeners. Thanks for joining the journey and learning how to be a human being.